Yeah, we go straight into our headlines discussion here on Metro FM Talk. And tonight, we speak to Kondralesa, the Congress of Traditional Leaders of South Africa uh, in the Eastern Cape, who have taken the provincial government there, uh, the parliament and uh, president of the republic, uh, to court uh, to challenge a number of issues of uh, rounding participation and inclusion that uh, they're calling uh, unfair discrimination of the institution of traditional authority by the government. To tell us a bit more about this, joined by the provincial chair, of Contralesa in Bumakoloni, and that is Ngosu Mwelo Nongonyana. Uh, Ngosu Nongonyana, good evening to you and welcome, Masuwa Mgel. Oh, I have a man, 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 I have a to all your listeners nationwide. Thank you for the opportunity. Ngosu Kakulu. And maybe I want us to start off here. Uh, you know, a lot of, I guess, uh, reporting around this matter is on the issues that you have raised here insofar as the participation of uh, certain component structures in traditional authorities concerned, in the House of Traditional Leaders, in King's Councils, and in Municipal Councils. Maybe take us back, give some context to us, because and we might not know the genesis of this cooperative framework of governance. Talk to us about where it comes from, and I guess the role that Contralesa has had um, alongside, you know, um, uh, its fraternal organizations and others in, in ensuring yes. this cooperative and very sort of hybrid form of governance. Yes, thank you so much. Fortunately, I was leading the Cape Delegation of Traditional Leaders in the World Trade Center talks. Mm. We agreed that in this country uh, there will be two systems of government. One, it is the westernized, the foreign one. Uh, it is uh, the foreign one, and the other one is the indigenous one. The foreign mm -hmm. one is that one of municipalities and all uh, spheres of government. But uh, the indigenous one is the institution of traditional leaders, uh, from local, from regional, and provincial and national. And therefore, we then agreed that uh, these can cooperate. Hence, there is chapter three in the constitution called cooperative uh, governance. Mm. Uh, and uh, hence, our department is also called, so called cooperative governance. Yeah. Why? These systems are different. It's like a goat and a sheep, if I may put it that way, but completely different. And they have got different interests. But we then compromised. We said, uh, let these structures be there. Let these be funded. But the government... Um, uh, we have been consistent to fund only the municipality side and traditional authorities and nothing. And, um, and uh, for instance, uh, we have uh, in our own areas ward councillors. Mm. Uh, the ward councillors are paid uh, far more than even traditional leaders that have been there and doing their work day in and day out. But what is worse is that uh, the, 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 the ward committees uh, are now paid, but our subsidemen uh, who are working uh, day in and day out in charge of uh, localities. Mm. Uh, you know, you know, you know the subheadmen, you know the subheadmen, Ngosu Nongonyan. What's that? Let me put it this way. The structure of the institutional traditional leaders start with the head of the family. In your family, there is a head that is in charge of that. But the heads of families within uh, an 
establishment, a, a locality, uh, then they 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 elect amongst themselves or appoint amongst themselves uh, one of them. Uh, we call them Indonesikoti. That is the the, the subheadman, mm. and uh, that person. Um, if there is any dispute there, is it grazing, is it land, is it allocation of land, is it consulting, mm. so that all the people, because we are actually uh, being governed uh, 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 by all of us. In other words, we are involved with the government. If, in, if mm. we allocate a site to anybody, uh, the members of that community must actually be involved and, uh, uh, and accept that mm. person. So, who's born the law? So, who's born the law? It is that one. But uh, that person working uh, hard as he, he is or she is nowadays is uh, paid nothing. But mm. the, the word committee is now, they are paid a lot of money uh, by this government. We say that is unfair discrimination, sure. which is prohibited by the Constitution. And above all, the traditional authorities themselves, mm. headed by chiefs like myself and senior traditional leaders. And uh, in the Eastern Cape, in terms of the act, they were abound to actually allocate from uh, the legislature certain budgets so that we can also have our own programs. You know that there were a program of involving initiation of girls uh, to womanhood and is, is men to, to, to manhood. And, uh, and besides that, there are also cultural issues. There's also access roads there. Mm. So we need to demarcate and everything else. And uh, we do have councillors. Some of the councillors, 40% is elected by our people in terms of the legislature. The, the, the Eastern Cape government is not paying a cent. Uh, to do. Yet the act is very, very clear mm. that uh, they must actually uh, appropriate sure, certain sure. sums of money uh, to, 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 to us. Because no change, change, just a brief one. Council is worse yes. than, uh, and even the local houses. Because, just a brief one. Um, and I think, I mean, you, you've touched on it slightly, but I want to hear you a bit more on this one. There are also these two pieces of legislation, the Municipal Structures Act, and the amendments to it in Section 18, and also, I guess, the Traditional Leaders and Khoisan Act, uh, where you have some concerns around the provisions there, that will effectively yeah. foreclose the participation of Ezizbonda, or Headman, or Indunazeskoti, as you were saying earlier on. Talk to us about that just yeah. briefly. Yeah. Now, Section 81 starts there. We compromise that 20% uh, or, in other words, all municipalities must have 20% representation of traditional leaders. That mm -hmm. was a compromise as a direct result of our engagement with our ANC government, and agreed. Now, they have passed uh, uh, an act amending Section 81 uh, to say now only three must go there. And we all know that there are about 20 committees. How are they go how are we going to be represented as traditional uh, communities and traditional institutions in those municipalities they're doing that? Again, this is an insult because it was a negotiated and hence we have actually uh, sued even the Speaker of Parliament as well as the pre our president. Well, they signed, uh, uh, they piloted that, 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 that amendment mm -hmm. and signed it uh, into law. And, 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 uh, and uh, even this one uh, of, of 2019 concern, they say now the chairperson of the local house must also go to be part of a municipality. How can um, uh, the, 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 the Speaker of the provincial legislature be, be part of 
a local municipality or DC municipality. It is an insult to the institution. And uh, again, they did that without consulting us. Hence, we are saying all those uh, pieces of legislation are unconstitutional, and therefore they must be struck down because we have been negotiating with them and they understood. But more than above that, in the Eastern Cape, we were using that 20% to help us to curb the death of initiation uh, of boys uh, on initiation mm. from boyhood to manhood, okay. in this, uh, as we all know. But now they have just taken them out and we feel. That is, that is unfair. I want us to pause here. Uh, when we come back, uh, I'll give you an opportunity to unpack that a bit further. But let's take this brief break. Yeah, six minutes it is uh, before 8 p.m. It's the headlines here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, this evening, we speak to the Congress of uh, Traditional Leaders of South Africa in the Eastern Cape, who are raising some concerns uh, about uh, uneven and unfair treatment of uh, uh, you know, uh, subheadmen uh, and many of those who participate in traditional councils uh, as compared to ward committees and to ward councillors, uh, while uh, I guess a significant amount of uh, administrative and other forms of work uh, is undertaken by these structures. And Ngosim Welonongonyana is my guest this evening, provincial chairman uh, of uh, Contralesa in the province of the Eastern Cape. And Ngosim Nongonyana, just before we went to the break, I guess you were talking through uh, the many responsibilities uh, that uh, is Bonda and many other, you know, traditional uh, leaders have to take on uh, in many of uh, these areas. And I'm quite interested, I guess, in, in the explanation you would have heard in your engagements with the provincial government. Because when you go to the courts, it, you know, it does indicate that, I guess, uh, you know, you, you're quite frustrated with uh, whatever dialogue uh, you might have undertaken. So maybe talk to us about that dialogue and, I guess, some of the key things that you are presenting in your papers before the court. I hope we have you on a much better line. Yeah, much better, my brother. Sorry, okay. and sorry to your listeners. Uh, it's a network. You know, again, this discrimination. If you are in traditional <laughs> communities, uh, you are third uh, class citizen in South Africa, even in terms of technology. But anyway, that is the topic for the other day. The one that was a five cheers fig, it was a lal. Hello? The one that was a five cheers fig, it was a yeah, good thing, good thing, good thing. No, I was saying, um, it is discrimination. Mm. Uh, well, uh, in fact, uh, traditional leaders um, uh, were trying now to find each other with councillors to work together uh, so that they can deliver uh, even services. But uh, after we were uh, just finding each other, the government has just uh, decided uh, to undo all that, which is a, a great damage. Besides that, I was saying, uh, traditional leaders who are in municipalities have been working very hard. In fact, they were the ones who were helping us to curb this unnecessary death of our initiates. And uh, the other thing, Abomadala uh, must clear, this uh, word of is born and uh, is an insult. Uh, because we don't have easy border, especially in the Transkai area. Mm. We, have got, uh, we have got traditional leaders uh, who control vast uh, um, uh, land, you know, and in charge of many communities. They are actually realized, uh, I mean, uh, known as uh, traditional leaders, Amakosi, and some of them 
Ahalfani from the kingship. And hence, there's this that we want to clear. Besides that, Ayabonga. And these are actually now actually discriminated against senior traditionalists again. In other words, our whole government is pitting traditional leader against another traditional leader. The old divide and rule strategy, because uh, these traditional leaders that are holding this rank of uh, headmen uh, are actually being excluded now mm. uh, from participating in municipalities altogether. Uh, they will not be there. In the local houses, they will not be there in terms of the, uh, the new act. And in the, in the provincial house, they are not there since 2017. Yet, when we established the House of Traditional Leaders, they were there. And when you're talking about the House of Traditional Leaders, you have got a component of the house that is not there. And uh, we find it uh, very odd. Like, for instance, we have parliament. We have got in parliament even people who are actually representing organized local government. You have got people who are representing provinces. We call all that parliament. But in us, they don't want the houses to be composed of all the, uh, the spheres, if I put it that way, mm. uh, of, of traditional leaders. They, they, they want to exclude, and yet they are in charge of, uh, of a lot. In fact, they are the ones who are actually on the ground sure, uh, sure. doing a lot of work. And uh, above that, uh, there is also an issue here. Uh, of unfairness. Uh, you know, bereaved traditional leaders in the former Transkai and former Suskai, they were granted gratuities mm. um, uh, for bereaved families. And even the new, uh, our own provincial government, as you said, in 2005, uh, they passed a law to say that must continue. You know that in 2019, in the Eastern Cape, my own government decided to withdraw that without any consultation mm. with us and uh, with, with the traditional leaders concerned as a direct result of that mischief. And uh, our queens, uh, as I speak, uh, have nothing. And uh, even uh, many, many widows uh, have nothing. And uh, even the children who are orphans have nothing. This is unfair. We presented them this thing to the government, all those things in 28. And the ANC was with us uh, in this because we were threatening uh, to paint that bishop black, to, 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 to go there and march with the widows mm. and uh, with, with, the, with the children and uh, before the local government. And we were under pressure as leaders of Contralesa to make sure that mm. there will be no local government elections. No, Why? No, 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 no. For two reasons. Mm. There's something, I think, in what you're raising. And maybe just complete the point with the two reasons. Then I'll come back to the question. Thank you. No, no, you were saying there were two reasons. Um, so I want you to complete that point, and then I'll come to the question. Okay. Uh, there, 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 there are two reasons around the Rumo local municipality. In 2010, there was transformation of, 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 of traditional authorities in the Eastern Cape, with uh, 60% being appointed by royal families concerned, and 40% mm. elected by our people themselves. And uh, those people uh, were appointed for five years. In 2016, we were told by our own government that, no, let's prioritize local government. In 2016, 
to, to, to conduct the elections for mm. this 40% component. They did nothing like that. Even now, uh, we're saying, you can't go for a local government on the 1st of November without us uh, having elected the component that we're assisting citizen authorities. And uh, they promised that, that they are going to address that. They didn't address that, 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 that issue. That is the second point. In other words, we've got a situation in the Eastern Cape where uh, the legality of traditional authorities, uh, traditional council, they questioned precisely mm. because the 40% that was elected by our people themselves to represent them in traditional councils are not there. And uh, that we, we have got that, 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 that concern. Mm. On local council. That was the second, the, the, the second issue of oh, I wanted to raise sharply with you. Yeah. Look, I mean, I think the, the point I wanted to make, uh, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, because it does seem to me that Nikalaza uh, Ningapagat, insofar as you know, you as traditional leaders would also be represented in lawmaking platforms. Now, the laws that you're speaking to, uh, in the case of the Municipal Structures Act and the traditional and Khoisan leaders. Uh, um, you know, bill, I think, which is, you know, now, now an act. Um, all of those would have gone through a process that would have involved consultations with organized formations of traditional leadership, as represented in the NCOP and even, I guess, in the public participation processes. Uh, and my sense is this, is, is Yonagelepi, if indeed you do have <laughs> yes, representation, Ninga Pagat, yes, Yonagelepi. We are not inside. That's first thing. Secondly, uh, if it's so called. So, so you're not at the NCOP? Hello? So, so you would not have representation at the NCOP? No. No. No, even in Parliament. In fact, in terms of the agreement that we had with them, was that any law that has got an impact on traditional communities and traditional institutions must be tabled before the House of Traditional Leaders. And traditional leaders must have a better power there. What they are doing. They will go, uh, this portfolio committee, and, uh, and they've been bypassed in certain instances. In the case of Sloom, uh, uh, which has got uh, something to do with the administration of land uh, in the country. Uh, then they go around the country, go to towns, and say, well, uh, come, uh, you people. And, uh, and uh, some of us are far away from town. There's no legislation, uh, no committee that has ever gone even to my royal household. I've been in parliament for more than 15 years. It is nothing like that. So wait, wait, wait. You have been in parliament for more than 15 years? Uh, no, no, no. I was representing in parliament. So you are saying, yes, you are in parliament on your own ticket and it's fine. You are representing the... Uh, the, the the governing party there, but classic city cooperative governance and traditional affairs. That traditional affairs can be 